welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know what I always say, I am so excited. It's because I am so excited that the Lord is moving. He's on the move. There's amazing things happening in the kingdom. And we're going to really get into that today. We're going to talk about how you can design your dream and how God can move in your life and do amazing, amazing things. I have a special guest on today. Her name is Gina Lamorte. She is a, a speaker, a published author. She's a designer and stylist who speaks around the world on the topic of her latest book, Designing Your Dream. Now, I've known Gina for quite some time now, but you know, for 15 years, she worked in the celebrity fashion industry where she's been a stylist for the Oprah Magazine, the O Magazine, also People Magazine, Academy Awards, the Emmys. In other words, she's the real deal in the area of styling trends, and she lives to inspire people. I tell you, I have some stories I can't wait to share because she's so special to me. She's so special to so many people, and I want to invite her on our show and and let her just minister to you as well. Hey, Gina, welcome. Hi, Doug. It's so good to talk to you. Thanks for having me. I am so excited. You know, the Lord told me, he woke me up yesterday and said, have Gina Lamorte on. I'm like, oh, wow, (laughs) we haven't talked in a while. I think of you all the time. Well, we text sometimes, but yes, thank you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, as you know, my ministry, so to speak, has been in the fashion world, in the fashion industry, and been doing that for about 15 years. And, um, you know, I've had such a heart to help people. I've always wanted to help people and help them live out their destiny, which I never understood why I had that passion until God really started showing me what that looked like uh, through working with people, through fashion and through beauty and and industries like that. So yeah, I've worked as a celebrity stylist, like you said, for lots of big fashion brands and even stores like Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom and, you know, at the Academy Awards, I've worked with some celebrities like Katy Perry and um, Oprah Magazine. And so I've had this, this really interesting tapestry of um, experience working as a fashion stylist. And uh, that role is to make things look beautiful. <laughs> um, you know, take a lot of different designers and, and themes and stories and put them together, whether it's in magazines or television or fashion shows. And so I've been doing that um, for pretty much my entire career. But then I also, as I said, have a heart for people. And so I really realized that God had allowed me to live out a lot of the dreams that he had for me, but what was birthed from that place was um, a combination of my desire to help people while also being in fashion. And so that is how, you know, even my book, Designing Your Dream, came about because my real passion is to 
pull people prophetically into the very calling and the very dream that God has for them. You know, that's really my passion yeah. now is to do that for others. Yeah, and you have a strong anointing. I mean, she's humble. Listen to me. <laughs> this amazing woman of God is very humble. Uh, and I know that uh, what happened with me, and I was speaking, you know, I was in uh, New York, the New York, New Jersey area, and I found out something. Actually, people don't know this, but uh, Gina actually was part of helping discover me for uh, reality shows and the things that maybe you saw me in in Father of Lights and doing things like that. Gina was part of this early process, and also she went in. This is what she does. She doesn't always get credit for it, but she went into Carlo's Bakery Shop. And this is in Hoboken, New Jersey. I don't know if you know this. This is Cake Boss, right, that's gone around the world. She goes in there before they have a show and says, you guys are crazy. You need a reality show. And she released something in the spiritual realm, and it mm-hmm. happened. And then when I met her in 2010, which was a long, funny story, and I, you know, I ran an ad on Facebook I've never done this. Uh, Linda and I were there uh, visiting family for a wedding, and we needed to ride out to Staten Island where I was speaking on Sunday morning. And the Lord said, put an ad on Facebook, and you're going to have a divine encounter. And I'm like, put an ad on Facebook to get a ride in New York? Right. And I did. I, and I put on there, you know, uh, serial killers need not apply. And Gina rolls up and picks us up. You remember that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do I ever? I think I was like lost in Brooklyn and we had to make it to Staten Island. And yeah, that was um, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. That was a pretty. We had encounters with the Lord in that car. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was like the Lord shows up. Gina shows up where she's <laughs> taking us out to Staten Island and I'm speaking at a church. I got, got up. She never really heard me speak. She'd heard no. about me or something. I, I don't didn't even, even, yeah. Didn't even I know didn't me. really know you. Yeah. It was before the daily prophetic words, I think. Hardly anyone knew me. And then uh, she said those same words. You're crazy. You need a reality show. And something happened. And two weeks later, she invited me back, and we went to Union Square Park in New York City, and we videotaped the New York Street Encounters that maybe was up on Facebook for a number of years, where we just did encounters with interpreting tattoos and dreams, and it was turned out to be the footage that I would need because something opened. She has this breaker anointing. Something opened in the spirit for my dreams to open. And within a few months, the executive producer, the former executive producer of American Idol, contacted me about a reality show called The Tattoo Prophet. And I had footage from New York City. It was the only thing I had. So Gina was really part of that. I always I say Gina helped discover the cake boss and Doug Addison. How good is that? <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. God, you know, it's so amazing how he uses people. And you just, you know, you don't realize it at the time. That was, that, that's amazing. That's yeah. a great story. I would say that, you know, don't despise humble beginnings. Mm. And that was a humble beginning. And there's many things that's mm. happened in our lives that are humble beginnings. And then God will use them. Uh, and um, you've just been an inspiration to a lot of people. And you've been on the Elijah list. You're prophetic. Uh, you've also been on the 700 Club. You know, you've been in Cake Boss's uh, place. <laughs> so, yeah, just tell us a little bit more about, you know, your heart. Sure. Well, it's funny. Um I'd actually even talk about Buddy from the Cake Boss for a minute because, you know, that started out again through me working in the fashion industry. I was a fashion editor 
for a bridal magazine and buddy and I had just, I, I, you know, I just started collaborating him and he had made many cakes for me. In fact, he even for my son's baptism gave me a free cake and free pastries. I mean, he was over the top generous and just sewed into me before anybody knew who he was. And, you know, we, we, we really, it was a relationship there that, um, was a friendship, you know, and so, um, through work. And so God just revealed, and I, and I'm talking about this story because I want people to understand how God works. You know, it's not just inside the four walls of a church, but really, if you are open to, uh, letting him use your prophetic gift or your seer gift or whatever, this gift that you have, and just listen to his voice, he'll show you things about the person in front of you that will help pull out what he wants them to fulfill. And so that's really how that started with Buddy was, you know, we just worked together in a very creative way. And I just saw, you know, the Lord just showed me about him. And at the time, I can't even say that I knew it was the Lord. I just knew that I saw that he needed to have his own show. He needed to base it around his family. And there was really something there. And I, I remember we sat down talking and he said, you know, the Food Network doesn't think that I have TV worthy experience. They don't think I'm good on camera. And I just said, you know, that's just absolutely not true. It's, it's going to happen. And it just, just, it cracks me up because that's a real life story. And, you know, now everybody knows the cake boss and, you know, like you said, he's all over the world, but, but it's even like the story of Joseph. And, you know, that's what I like to talk about is, you know, God shows you the end of your life. He shows you the Z I call it starting with the Z, right? He shows you the end at the beginning. So when you are in a place where you can't see anything, you know, Doug, you knew the vision that God had for you to do this tattoo, uh, prophecy thing and to interpret dreams. You knew it was a television related thing, but, but there was no like revelation of what that really was. Right. I mean, you didn't know what that would become, That's but right. God gave you that vision. And so when there's nothing, he gives you the vision, like with Joseph, like he's in a pit, you know, he's in jail, he's being talked about, you know, people are betraying him, his own family can't stand him. Like he's in this place, yet God is saying, you know, one day you're going to rule and reign. And it's like he was given a dream. And so I think it just works for us the same way. God shows us the end at the beginning. And then it's like we have to almost work backwards into it. And just trust that what he says is going to come to pass, but yet we're going to go through all of these things. And he always tells us that when it looks like nothing, when we're broke, you know, when we have no place to live, when we have nothing going on and he speaks a word to you, whether it's through a person or through himself um, and, and Holy Spirit. And, and, and that is what is exciting to me, that he gives us this prophetic picture of what he has for us. And, you know, it's just exciting to see people walk that out. I love that part. I love the fact that you connect the dots. Yeah, I talk about <laughs> destinies like a connect the dots drawing. Yeah. And most people are so far into their dot, you know, they're so far. Mm -hmm. they, haven't, they can't see the big picture. But some people, mm -hmm. like Gina, uh, has the ability to see that, whether you know it or not. You, you have that ability to just intuitively or prophetically connect those dots with people. How good is that? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I think um, that comes from a place of just me really having a heart for people because, you know, um, the Lord just really, his compassion in me for others, I really feel like that's what um, ignites 
this care, you know, for, for other people to say, listen, when I see you, I see what God sees. I, I, I feel like it's my job almost to say, this is what, you know, who you really are to pull out your true identity. Right. Because if we live a life uh, based in lies and, and not believing the truth about what God says about who we are, but we say, build this false identity into, um, you know, who other people say we are, then we live out this false identity. Whereas if we really hear the truth of God and we believe the truth, then we can walk in our identity in Christ and therefore walk out what he has for us, right? Like our, our destiny that he's saying. So for me, I think it's just my passion of really just desiring people to walk in the freedom and the truth. I have a burden for that for people. So I think that's why when I see them, I'm like, um, okay, let's set the record straight. This is who you really are. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I want people, I want people to have everything that he has for them. Yeah. That really overflows in everything you do. Now, here's what I really, what I love okay. about you is you have the ability to communicate. And I talk to people, I train people all the time, you know, get rid of the, the Christianese and all that stuff. <laughs> you live this stuff. I mean, you are out there. You're the real deal out they're doing this and connecting the dots with people, you know, without having to close the deal or, you know, make sure that everyone knows about Jesus in every conversation, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just look at it like this. It's like a relationship and, you know, we're not selling Jesus, right? Like <laughs> we're not there to like be the salesperson for Jesus. We are here to love people because God sent his son because he loved the world. He loved. And so I just, I, I don't see it any other way than just really loving people and being genuine friends with people. Um, because I genuinely want the best for them, not because, you know, I want to sell them a package deal about Jesus because I'm not the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit has, has his job of re- revealing who he is. My job is to just to love someone and and really let them know the fullness and the goodness of God. And and sometimes I don't, I don't really even want to say that. I just, I want them to experience it without me, you know, hammering the the nail into that. Yeah. Something happens. I guess. So what happens is, is when we do this and this is my message, you know, love, not judge and these, that type of thing. But what, what we actually do is we go into a place like you did, you did with me, and what you did with Cake Boss is that you changed the spiritual atmosphere, your ability to love. And this, I want to encourage people to do this, that you, you can do this. All you have to do is love. How good is that? It's amazing. Also, I just want to say it must come from someplace. It comes from intimacy. It does. Um, people always ask me, how did you get to where you are? Like, how did you become a celebrity stylist? How did you work for Oprah magazine? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? And they are like, oh, you know, give me your marketing strategy. Give me your, um, you know, you must have great contacts. You must be a networker and go out all the time. And I'm like, no, like I've never once tried to network. No, I mean, I have just focused on a relationship with the Lord and being in his presence. It's just like being married. I mean, not married, but like, a, you know, I was at one time or, or being married to someone being intimate or even like a, a parent to a child. It's like, why are you in a relationship with somebody? Cause you want to spend time with them, right? Like you want to get to know them. You want to know everything about them. You want to be in their presence because you love them. 
You just love being with them. And so that's how I am. I love being with the Lord. I love being in his presence. I, I don't know any better feeling in life than just, just feeling his presence and, and, and understanding who he is. That's my desire. And so anything that I've ever done was birthed out of that place. I don't know how to do it any other way. And, and almost to a, a place of like, I don't want to do it any other way. Like, I don't want to walk out. I don't want to do anything that God doesn't have for me because why would I want to do something that wasn't his best for me or his plan for me? It would just destroy me. You know, I've done that before. I'm not perfect. I've, you know, I had plenty of times where I've made choices because I didn't know my identity and I, I didn't know who I was. And I, and it just kind of took things because I thought, you know, it was okay until he showed me my value. And so we all have different reasons for, for making different choices. But the bottom line is at the end of the day, my choice was just like, I just want to know you, Lord. I just want to know more of you. And so, you know, what his plans for me with the fashion industry or helping others or, you know, helping people live out their dreams, it's birthed in the place of intimacy. I just don't understand any other way. Right. Well, you know, you birthed some dreams, right? God gave you a dream. I remember when I first met you, he had given you a dream. And I don't know if if it's okay to share this, but about your, about your fashion magazine. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead and share it. (laughs) Or, um, I could share it. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So that was an interesting story. Um, you know, I had been a celebrity stylist working, like I said, for Oprah and People, People Style Watch, W17, I mean, kind of all the big mags. And um, the Lord had asked me to quit working for all of those magazines, and I didn't understand why. And I was in a Nordstrom store one day, and a stranger walked up to me and said, hey, do you ever think about having your own magazine? I thought that was strange. No, I work for other people's magazines, <laughs> you know, thinking I knew it all right. No, that's not me. And, um, and so I, something ignited in me and, you know, I, and I want to release this to whoever's listening, like a stranger, someone I did not meet, you know, an angel in disguise walked up to me and said, have you ever thought of having your own magazine? And it was like, Whoa, my stomach, like my, my belly just ignited with fire. And, when that happened, the Lord brought back to me a dream that I had in my heart as a child, which was to have my own magazine. But that dream was totally blocked out, smashed, destroyed, because I created a mindset as I grew up into an adult that one, the only people who have magazines are huge, you know, Fortune 500 companies, huge um, billionaires just people with English pedigrees, like all these people who seemed so important and powerful. And, you know, by no means could somebody, a girl from New Jersey who grew up surfing ever have her own magazine. I mean, you know, I had nothing. Why in the world could that be a reality? And so I buried that. And why, you know, and why I love sharing this story, and I'm so glad you brought it up is because I was, as I was saying, a stranger walks up to me that the Lord clearly just spoke to. He spoke through him and said to me and reminded me of the dream that God had given me so long ago, 
And, and, you know, and that's what we do. We don't even realize sometimes that we forget things and, and we block things out because of fear. I call them dream thieves. Like they're just there to design, to steal your dream, whatever they are. Um, and so it was amazing. So the Lord ended up giving me a vision and, and a blueprint. And again, um, birthed in a place of just co-laboring with the creator in a true place of like creativity and worship. It was an act of worship and creativity that he gave me this vision for this magazine, totally new vision. It was hundred percent recycled. We never cut down a tree to make it. And he also gave me the vision for the concept and it was to reach people in mainstream media who uh, would come to know their, their true identity and who they are. And in fact, it's everything that I do now, which is so funny because that was in 2008, but it was called Boho short for Bohemian. And it was just about being a free spirit. And at the time, our tagline was a new American spirit. And he specifically told me to tag it that. And it was just funny because that was 2008. And now, you know, in this time, it's like, I watched this whole environmental thing be birthed, this whole give back socially conscious. Cause that's what the magazine was. It was about giving back, going green, helping anyone you can, and just living out a life, you know, that, that is designed to really help somebody else. So that was a long winded story, but I no, hope it it was powerful, it. <laughs> powerful story. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize that God, God will do this. He'll do, he'll take something. And it's not so much that you built the magazine for it to go you know, go become something really big. It was to create a purpose and a statement and also to build your faith for what was coming later in your life. Yeah, it's so true, Doug. I mean, you didn't even realize that. I mean, I have to give like God really all the glory and credit because it was mind blowing. I mean, I started that magazine with like, I don't know, maybe a hundred dollars, you know, and we had to print hundreds of thousands of copies. It was crazy. We ended up getting like Birkenstock as our first advertising partner. And we gave tons of pages away to charity. And, and then we ended up being, and this is just like little old me from New Jersey or little young me at the time, um, girl from New Jersey, like I said, just wanted to be in fashion. And the magazine ended up becoming distributed in 37 countries and in every Whole Foods, every Barnes and Noble, every Target, Every major store, we were in thousands of stores selling out like crazy and growing like crazy. And it was just mind blowing what I watched God do in something that was just his idea to just release his love and his truth in, you know, into people's lives just because he loved them. Just he wanted them to receive him through this medium. And, and this was the way of doing it. And, um, you know, it was really interesting because in the end, um, can I tell this part of the story? Absolutely. Too? <laughs> okay. So in the end, and this was really uh, actually a very important turning point in my life and something that, you know, really changed things for me now for the better, but not at the time. Uh, the magazine was so expensive to produce that the, the brilliant idea of the paper being tree free made from garbage was wonderful. But in the end, nobody else bought the paper. And so the greater we grew and the bigger we got, the more expensive it became. And so I had to end up making the decision no longer to publish the magazine, which to me was like total death because, um, you know, I was like, God gave me this vision. How in the world could we not publish it anymore? We're growing. Isn't that amazing? Like, isn't that what was supposed to happen? But 
it taught me so much because I had to lay down, you know, the very thing that he gave me. And I, it was, um, on every front, uh, breaking, like breaking in terms of, I had to, you know, I was in the public and I had to tell everybody we're not publishing anymore. You know, just, a lo- it was a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and even financially, the burden just became so huge because like I said, the greater we grew, the more expensive, but while it broke everything, it also changed me and it taught me something about failure. And, you know, maybe you want to interject here a little bit, but I do want, I do want to say something about failure because I think that's important. Yeah, it's go ahead because, well, just the fact that, that God will use everything. And I felt I was really hearing the Holy Spirit just now that there are people who lost their dreams. You started doing something. You heard God call you, maybe even back at 2008 or so, you heard God call you to do something. Maybe you stepped out. Uh, maybe you married someone even that because you heard God, then suddenly a failure hits or everything goes opposite. But listen, God has more to every story. He really does. And it's it's funny you mentioned that too, because at the time, the same thing, it was like the perfect storm of my life. You know, here I... Here I thought I had, you know, I had a perfectionist mentality. So I think that was like something that I had to lose. I thought that if I did a good job and I was successful, that God would love me, that God would approve of me. And um, at the time when I realized that the magazine, I had to just shut it down and be totally feel like the biggest failure you know, loser. Uh, really? I mean, that's how I felt at the time. I didn't understand what that looked like. I also gone through a divorce and that was like a story I, I didn't expect. I didn't want it as my story. Like everything kind of imploded at once. And, um, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it was the one thing that actually freed me. And I had no idea that I had myself in a jail cell of perfectionism and fear of failure. I just had no idea I even had that issue. And so through all of the breaking, I realized that the love of the father is such a reality. It's such a reality. And it is not based on any performance. It's not based on whether you screw up a million times or whether you do the perfect job a million times has nothing to do with anything. It simply has to do with that. He just loves you, wants a relationship with you. And he's just like enamored with you, whether, whether you're great or not. And until all of us realize that, you know, we need a savior, (laughs) you know, we can't do it all perfect. And we, and we really accept and become a receiver. I was a great giver. I was a horrible receiver didn't know how to receive his love. I didn't know that I was worthy of anything. And so when he taught me that failure doesn't even exist, failure is, it's like, there is no such thing as failure. All there is is learning. Right. All there is learning. You know, when your child runs and takes their first steps and falls flat on their face, are you mad at your child? You're not because they're learning to walk, you know, (laughs) like you're not angry. You're, you're just like enamored with them and you're like, oh, it's okay. Get back up and, and let's try it again. And I had no understanding of that. And I think so many people 
really have so much pressure on themselves that they're going to, they're going to fail. Or if they have failed, that they're embarrassed and they're humiliated and they're full of shame. And I had to lose all of that stuff. And in, until I was surrendered that that wasn't my cloak in my identity, but that, you know, no, I could sit in a beach chair and look at the ocean for the rest of my life. And God will still love me and be pleased with me and still have a destiny for me. If I do nothing, or if I do everything for him until we realize that I don't think that, that we can walk in the fullness of the freedom that Christ, you know, died to give us. I just don't. Wow. Yeah, I totally agree. And I tell you, this is a word right now. God is breaking off perfectionism. He's breaking mm-hmm. off legalism. He's breaking mm-hmm. off rule-based things mm-hmm. that yes, do so. not uh, they they don't allow us to enter into being a relationship with yes. as a father and a daughter or a father yes. and a son. We're in this time right now. I tell you, Gina, you walked it out for us. You became the poster child. There's <laughs> something about it when you there's something about humbling yourself in front of the world, you know. And something similar happened to me. I didn't even notice it until you know we're in this conversation now. And here mm-hmm. I I come out with like, oh yeah, you know, we're we're back in L.A. We're uh, right around 2011. I just did some taping with you and things. You know, started to go with the tattoo profit and and. Uh, we had some offers, you know, from some, some networks. Then all of a sudden it went away. It dried up. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting sick for four years and mm-hmm. I failed. I felt like I failed in front of everybody, but that's mm-hmm. what I learned that thing. I got set free from my jail cell. And in fact, yeah. I had a, in 2013, when it all came down, I had a visitation from the Lord in a vision and I was in a jail and he came Whoa. to visit me in a jail cell. And he was visiting and he says, I want to take the past away from you. I want to take you in a path in the future where it's going to all make sense. It's all going to come back. My love is real. I want you to know who I am. And so we walk these paths. Now I'm just, here it is. It's 2017 and the Lord's saying to me, guess what? The tattoo prophet reality show is coming back. And it is. You know, we were just... We got our trademark and everything. We got the website yes. and I was, I'd done a lot of taping. I was on Father of Lights with Darren Wilson and mm. things like that. And God still uses it, but mm. you know, something about it. I, now I'm realizing how God set me up by this, you know, conversation with Gina wow. is because it's coming back around and he's going to do something. It absolutely is. And, you know, I feel like that's even a word just for the entire body of Christ, because we are really in this moment where the things that, you know, it's interesting, you mentioned the timing and I've I've seen it and I've heard it time and time again that, you know, 2012, 2013, 2014, even some people going into 15, that it was a difficult time of breaking and shattering of things in personal and professional. Yet now we are in this moment, 17. It's such a significant year. It's such a significant time. And even, you know, it's, it's five, seven, seven, seven in the, in the Jewish um, calendar. And so, you know, how key is that, right? We're in the the last three months of the year because the year changes in September. And so, you know, right now in this moment, and I really feel that it's the Jubilee year and God is just really giving back things that we laid down or, or that were stolen. I'm seeing them resurrected, resurrected, resurrected. The story of Jesus is the story of us. We're in Christ. Christ is in us. This is our story as the body. So the resurrection time, I, I believe it. I'm seeing it. It's now. It's happening. 
It's just beginning. It's just beginning. Yeah, boy, I'm, I am bubbling up. I'm feeling this. That this <laughs> is so prophetic. This whole conversation, uh, this time that we're, we're there's people who are mm-hmm. listening right now who had mm-hmm. things, you know, and that they started. And and I, yeah. I do those things. I'm a times and seasons prophet, so I bring out the times mm-hmm. and seasons. Say God's doing this, and but you know, I really feel exactly what you just said. Wow, something now in the last three months of the Jewish year, we're going to start seeing some things take place because next year's real key and real, real important. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny, Doug, because I I know I I agree with you. It's like you can say like, oh, this is the season in this general context. But no, I, I really feel like we are in that moment of really like the blossoming and the harvest of seeds that have been sown for, you know, even decades, people who have just sown these seeds. And I just feel like, you know, a lot of us have understood a lifestyle of not seeing something come to pass where we are almost accustomed to things not working out. And and we're almost in a comfortability of believing that things are never going to change. And I just feel like, you know, that is not the truth. And so now we're in this place where like the Lord is, is bringing forth the fruit and the blossoming even of, of the flowering of the very things that we've been pressing for and hoping for and searching for. And so for anybody who really is like afraid to be happy, um, you know, cause you can get so used to thinking that this is the way it is. God promised me this, but I still haven't seen it yet. I'm still waiting. I still don't understand why he hasn't done it. And we can get so used to that, that when we see it show up, sometimes we don't even recognize it because it's like hard to believe because it's such a different picture. And so I was really feeling that we need to just, um, get rid of those sort of evil forebodings that the other shoe is going to drop that, you know, by the, the Lord is blessing us right now and he's blessing you and he's bringing forth fruit in the season. And it's like, you want to be excited and enjoy the fruit and how tasty it is and how beautiful the flowers are. But you're so used to the bitterness of the past season that you're almost afraid to be excited because you feel like, Oh, there's, there's going to be a worm in it, or, you know, somebody's going to come eat your flowers or it's just not going to be your reality. But I really feel like the Lord just wants to, shake that off of you because it's a, it's a faith walk. It's a new walk. It's a new place. And so it's really important that you embrace the new place and the new thing that God has for you, because it is no longer the time of, of expecting things not to come. In fact, it's time to be an expectation that God is showing up and showing out and fulfilling the very promises that he has put in you. It really, truly is this time. Wow. I, you know, there's a strong anointing right now. I just want you to stay in this flow right now. And Gina, just, just release, just release an activation for this word right now. Sure, Lord. I just thank you, Father God. I just thank you that everybody who is listening, Father, I thank you that you impart into them a new, a new spirit of faith, 
a gift of faith, that they believe you, that they really, truly believe in your goodness, God. I just speak a refreshing to people's spirits, a refreshing wind, Holy Spirit, that you just blow off the ashes, that you just blow off all the old stuff, all the old leaves from fall, all the dead things, that you just blow it away, Holy Spirit, and that you just release your newness and your blossoming, and that there's an excitement. I just speak to your heart right now, and I call forth an excitement in your heart that you're actually looking forward to another season. You're no longer looking. I feel this so strongly. You're no longer looking for the day that that, that you're going to die. You're no longer in survival mode and thinking, oh, if I could just get through this, but that God is actually reversing your whole attitude and he's reversing your heart. He's even showing you that there is something to look forward to, that you think that, you know, the best days were behind you, and that's not the truth. God is saying to you that the best days are in front of you. That's not a generic term. That's a promise. Hold me at my promise. Hold me at my word that says your latter years will be greater than your former years. And look forward. Be in expectation be in full expectation that your baby will come forth, that your harvest is coming forth, that God is true to what he says, and just believe him. I just release a new belief in you. Just believe what God has for you. He has good things for you, fruitful things, and the very things that he's put inside you since you were a young child, before you were born. In Jeremiah, it says he knew you in your mother's room before you were even born, that he has the plans laid out for you before you even came into this earth. And so everything, everything that he has for you, you will walk it out in fullness. You will have everything that he has planned for you and your total destiny won't be diverted. It will not be diverted because God's plans for you are good and they are sacred. And he is a loyal and a faithful God. I just release that over you. Wow, Jesus' Jesus name. name. I tell you, I'm receiving that right now. And there's so Mm -hmm. much power in this. And again, remember this. Gina carries an anointing that opens things up, opened up the reality show for me and for the cake boss and different things like that. So as you receive this, you're going to want to listen to this again. Because God is resurrecting dead dreams. He's resurrecting those dead things in us, but dead beliefs, all that stuff, waiting for the other shoe to drop, that type of thing. He's doing something right now. It is such a powerful time. And for such a time as this, thank you, Gina. Well, you know, thank why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you have going on? I just, when we talked about this handbag thing, I was like, wow, this is, this is so good. Thank you. Well, um, Whoo, I'm a little <laughs> I'm still in this uh in the in this presence. It's strong. Um yeah, so you know, it was really interesting working as a stylist um for a lot of other brands and designers. Um in this season the Lord gave a newness and a new life to the vision that he had for the magazine and he brought it forth into an actual fashion collection, beginning with handbags and because handbags are such a symbol of our identity. You know, in dreams, right? When you lose your bag in your dreams or your bag is stolen, it symbolizes your identity. And so the Lord just said, you know, a handbag is is that symbol. And I want you to create handbags that stamp in what I say their identity is. And so within all of the bags that we create, we stamp in the word freedom. We stamp in, you know, some other words coming up, whatever is kind of on our heart. And so the purpose behind the collection was to help benefit women and children who have been victims of human trafficking, 
or victims of abuse and domestic violence, people who have been enslaved in any type of situation where they are not free, but they are held captive. And so the vision is that we employ these people coming out of rehabilitation because the biggest fall off point for anybody who has been trafficked or abused is that once they are rehabbed and they enter back into society, that they have no resources, nowhere to go, nobody to impart into them what their true identity is or, or what their dreams are, even help them find them again. And so because that's on my heart, just for everybody else, I wanted to create a fashion line that directly benefits and brings those two dreams together so that we can help other people live their dreams. So we donate a percentage, uh, 20% of our net profits to some charities. And then we also are creating our 501c3, which directly we go in, we, we give away events, we give away handbags, we give away teachings, and we really um, will be formulating a whole entire community for which anyone who has been abused can contact us and we will help get them back into life and into everything that God has purposed for them. Wow. So So this is all part of designing your dream, which is your book. You're designing your dream. And um, my goodness, I'm so, so excited. So how can people get a hold of you? What's your websites or social media? Sure. So our website for the handbags is tradebyginalamorte.com, or you can just go to my website, ginalamorte.com, or you could find me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter um, at my name, Gina Lamorte. So yeah, that's it. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Gina, thank you so much. I know I'm kind of drunk in the spirit right now and bumping around here. The presence is so strong. It's always fun. I tell you, it's always fun to get, you know, to get into agreement with someone who's Mm. doing what God's called them to do. And then we get that download and we get into the flow of it and we're going to see some, I know we're going to get some good feedback from this. And I just want you to follow Gina, check out her stuff and get her book, Designing Your Dream. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gina. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. God bless you. I'm so happy for you. All right. (laughs) See you you soon. All right, everybody. See you on the internet. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.